Sock Passe, Sock Passe listeners, uh, welcome back to another episode. I hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving and ho- good holiday, however you call that shit. Um, I don't normally, I don't really say happy Thanksgiving because I don't appreciate that holiday much. I mean, I do it because other people want to do it, but you know, I feel sorry for my kids because I don't, I'm not going to teach them any, um, white man holidays I'm not doing it i'm gonna teach him the real importance of certain holidays but that whole commercialized shit you see on tv type holiday like how christmas is all about gift giving which is not i'm gonna teach him the original origin of that i mean i don't know how the mother will be once i do have kids but i ain't with that shit but let me introduce uh my guests here a good buddy of mine what's up what's happening Everybody, it's uh, Reggie Days from the Seven Days podcast. I actually, I, I, I don't know. I disagree with the whole uh, concept of Thanksgiving myself. Uh, but one thing, one thing I like about the commercialized like holidays when you're a little kid, and because I feel like kids know the truth, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to kids, they can enjoy something without the bullshit. Like little little kids when they see Santa Claus and when they see the other shit like they really that joy that a kid gets in they that that a kid has on their face when they like outside doing the bullshit Christmas shit that as adults we look at it as this shit is stupid but as a kid that should be amazing watching them enjoy that shit so I, I don't know how I feel about that I guess you know I was raised different too so it could be part of my family fault as well but I'm not with the shit like the whole kid sitting on the Santa lap ain't no Kid of mine is sitting on a stranger lap. <laughs> I ain't with that shit. I don't think my mom ever let us do no wild shit like that. But as Haitians far as ain't like, with that shit. Yeah, I, yeah. Growing up, and Haitian, first of all, if if they do happen to know a Santa, our Santa is black. And if you see us a white Santa, that's an imposter. Yeah, but what nigga you know gonna live in the North Pole though? That's the I one thing. don't I, give a I, damn. I, I agree with white Santa. Uh, mostly, I'm usually down for the black version of almost everything. But with Santa. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be a white dude that's going to do that. It's deeper than that. But I don't be, know no listen, nigga that's going to willingly do that shit. Before we get deep into the Christmas, <laughs> let's let's run it back. But before we get into that, Thanksgiving just happened last week. Real. So I want to know, like, what, um, the real question is, how many days till you stop eating Thanksgiving leftovers? Mm. That's the real question. Uh, I mean... When do you like, yo, this shit been here long enough, like, you know, it's getting a little bad or, you know, it's time to cook again. Even though you cook this big ass meal on Thursday, like it's you just got to give it up regardless if the food went bad or not. When is it over? When the week ends, you should not like you shouldn't be eating Thanksgiving dinner on Monday. So Monday is the last, the dead, the, the, the Sunday is the cutoff. Sunday, day. Sunday is the cutoff day. So we got. If Monday two, come along, if Monday come along, you still eating Thanksgiving dinner, you you fucked up, damn. fucked up. So Thanksgiving is on Thursday, so Friday mm-hmm. is one day, Saturday is another day, Sunday is the last day. Yeah, and this is any food, no matter what it is from Thanksgiving. Then honestly, I can't think of shit that you're supposed to eat as a leftover from four days later. I I can't think of nothing that like you should be eating four days later. No, 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 it's not about should. It's like, yo, when is it time to just give it up? Give up the leftovers. Like, well, throw, just throw the food away. Well, from when I say should, I mean, like, medically. Like, you gonna <laughs> fuck yourself. You, like, you really gonna fuck yourself up. First of all, really, you shouldn't be eating leftovers, period. Like, that's just, you know, we live in a different era where you can, yeah. but you really shouldn't eat that shit, period. If the food go back, I don't even say leftovers. If the food 
is out and it's bad, because there's food you can leave out and it's yeah. good and it's still like overnight and it's still good. Oh yeah. Like I've left a fucking uh pie or pecan like you know, peach cobbler in the microwave and it's good the next day. Still good the next day. But I'm talking about you shouldn't be eating that shit, period. Okay, so Sunday. Hmm. I guess I I'm gonna say Saturday. Sunday, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a judgment call. For me, the reason why I say Sunday is because I could see where, like, certain shit might last that long. Like, you said the cobbler. Like, certain desserts, certain shit might. Yeah. It makes sense that it might make it to Sunday. Uh-huh. But really, it's like, nigga, please stop. Please. Like, that's your last chance before you die. So, basically, if you listen to this podcast and you're still eating Thanksgiving oh, leftovers, <laughs> come on, fam. That's sick. That's fucking sick. Or like whoever was cooking, they overcooked. Like you need to if you know a lot of people coming over, it makes sense to make a lot of food. But niggas gotta cut that gluttony shit out. That the Thanksgiving, like, oh man, I ate six plates on Thanksgiving. Come on, dog. Do niggas really eat six plates during Thanksgiving though? Some niggas be about that shit. Y'all listening, y'all really out here eating like overdoing it. like I'm not I don't even like buffets. So I'm not into like overeating like myself. Cause I know how well, I, like I don't like the feeling after. I don't like how it make me so heavy, slump. I feel sluggish. Like I don't like that feeling. See, I, I I disagree with that. I like buffets, but I don't like the overeating aspect of it. I like the fact that because I'm one of those people, I like having different shit sometimes. Like some days, I want a little bit of a lot of shit. If that makes sense, yeah. like I want like one of this, one of that, or whatever. And a lot of places, especially a lot of places that make the best food. They don't be flexible with their menu. Like a lot of places, like you can't go to a Haitian restaurant and be like, "Oh, I want two pieces of grill, one piece of chicken, you know, one, oh, okay, one okay. piece of bun and one." I piece got you. Of- you might want two different meat, two, well, yeah, four exactly. different sides, so, yes. three different fruits, yeah, shit like exactly. that. Like, okay, okay. It's not about amount for it. It's just I like variety. Sometimes, some days you just be in the mood of like to just have a variety of shit. Yeah, I feel you. I, I I understand that concept, but me, I'm a, I'm a whole another way with it when it comes to that buffet shit i'm not a fan of buffets like i'm not a fan of people overeating during thanksgiving but yeah. i do understand some of y'all this is your first time and probably only time of eating a hot you know a cooked meal right for the year so god bless your soul if that's you some of y'all niggas out there this is the only time of year that your girl gonna cook because she know your mama gonna be there <sighs> shout out to those woman crush wednesdays out there who make alfredo all year <laughs> Yo, uh, Marianne tweeted something the other day. Oh, for listeners, Marianne's not here today. It's not because she left me again. Hey, shout out to Marianne. I know what you about to say. When Marianne says shout she out not, to them, she, it's not that she don't know. <laughs> she, it's not that she left me. It's just that uh, it's it's finals week for her. She's in grad school, so she's almost done with grad school. So this is a tough week. So, but she tweeted some shit where she was like, um, "Shout out to the Haitian niggas that leave their Haitian queens." And then get with an American, and then the American got to make y'all uh, chicken Alfredo or shrimp Alfredo for for, for the rest of your life. I'm like, yo, that's so disrespectful, dog. And it, but it's so disrespectful because it's so true. I don't know. I've never dated a single American girl who, when she first tried to cook for you, the first thing out ain't Alfredo. That's I the have. first. I have the first thing. The funny thing is, I have like, you know, my my past. My current and past dating, I only been with one Haitian girl in my life, but I would say most the the most American girls yank like I used to, like I call it used to be with. They're more um, chicken or shrimp alfredo is normally it is in the menu. 
Nah, let's not. I'm not gonna act like they don't cook it in a, during a week. But that's not the first thing they. The first thing they pull out more than anything that I've recognized is wings. Oh yeah, no, I'll give you that. Sometimes so I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I feel like wings and potatoes. I feel like I look over. I look past the wings because, like, when they to because the way they act when they cook Alfredo is not the same way it is. With wings, it's like oh, you just whipped up something. It's like lunch. Like how, how do they, how do they do it? What they do like it? they they'll put it up on the, they'll put it up on the ground. Oh lord! Like, you know when you cook. You know when the when a girl really cook when she feel like she really put her foot down. Well, she posted on the ground. She posted on the ground. Damn! Now the ground or is pressure. Or when she posted on on Snapchat, they might not do it on the gram anymore because they, they get slandered on it yeah. on Snapchat. They posted. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I I thank God I never had those experiences with those women. I'm not. You're not about. First of all, I don't care enough for a woman to cook for me because you know I cook for myself and them. Like I've said before on this podcast, my first ex, not my first ex, I had an ex that I was with for like three years or so, and I I didn't let her cook for me till about a year, a year and a half, and it's only because I don't mind cooking for the for the my the person I'm with. One, two, I was low key afraid. When I say low key afraid, <laughs> I was listen. I was fresh. I was. This is my first. You know, this is my first couple of months leaving Miami. Like outside of me, when I was in Miami, I was island based everything. Like gotcha. I'm still learning new shit. Like before I went off to college, like I didn't know what the fuck. A, I've heard of a pie. I've heard of peach cobbler. I've heard of certain shit, but I'm like, yo, I don't know what these shits look like. I never had gotcha. them before. Like I was strictly, you know, plantains, jerk chicken, curry, grillo. Bunner, I was like strictly that, like saucepan legume. I was that type of yes. island nigga. Like, so you were scared of Yank food? Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared. You can say that. I was scared. <laughs> and it's not the fact that I didn't think she could cook or nothing, because I've had her mother's cooking. It's just that you know, I don't know. Like you know, and I'm an honest. When it comes to cooking, I'm an honest guy. Like if your shit is trash, your shit is trash. But at the same time, I after she eventually cooked, I also realized that yo, she was scared too. Yeah. Cause she was like, "Yo, you cook your food so good, like, yo." I was worried that if I cook some shit, but you know what's fucked up? You could have fucked her up by that. By, by what? Because cooking is like cooking is like almost anything else. If you don't do it for a while, it's not the same. Like you got to cook on but a she, regular. Basis. She wasn't like she if wasn't you, a cook though. It's not like she was cooking off. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you cooking all the time. Mm-hmm. That put a gap in between the last time she cooked and whatever the first time she decided to cook for you. I would have been scared too, because the more you cooked and the more you was like, no, no, I got it, or mm-hmm. I'll do it, or mm-hmm. whatever. Technically, that that that's gonna mean she had a practice. You know I what guess, I mean? I guess, but it is. I mean, you're right. Like, that that could be it. Because I mean, we didn't live together, so I don't know if she cooked when she was at home. But oh, okay. I okay. also doubt it because I know her very well. I also doubt it. But yeah. Yeah, like I was, I was afraid. So yeah, at first I was, I was scared of Haitian. Um, I mean American cooking. I with me, I think uh, the thing I the thing I dealt with with cooking and like relationships. M- majority of the girls, majority of the girls that I dated in the past, I I cooked more than they did. And it's not that I learned to cook at home or anything like that. I just felt like coming into college, like I came in with a bit more of a a fucked up start. Like when I first got to college. A, I was 17, so I was young as shit, and I wasn't really ready. Like, I can admit that now being older. I wasn't ready to leave the house yet. But when I got there, I knew, like, I got into survival mode. So 
the first time I cooked for a girl was because I fucked up and lied, right? <laughs> I fucked up and lied to a girl and told her that I knew how to cook. And my stupid ass roommate. Wait a minute, said, you didn't know how to cook at first? I didn't think I did. Like I, I didn't have I never cooked at the house because I had a Haitian mother. What, what well, the fuck would I Well listen, up? listen. I helped a lot. Like I would let's say, you know your Haitian mom will call you into the kitchen and have you, you know, peel this, season that, let me tell you let me, let me tell you things. let before you get to that, let me tell you why I end up being a cook and like I'm a good damn sh- good cook. I have yet to have any complaints. But I was raised by my aunt. Mm-hmm. And one thing I remember her always telling me um, is um, you're going to learn. Like, I hated cooking. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was, like, mid- high school, I hated cooking. Because I'm like, you know, she'll cook too, but she'll be like, yo, you're going to learn how to do this. Like, I learned how to clean the chicken, season the chicken. You know, I knew how to do the prep. The prep yeah, yeah, was yeah. always the key. Yeah. So I always knew how to prep for sure. And she used to be like, yo, you're not. I already see you liking a lot of Yanks. Because I was only bringing Yanks in the house. <laughs> she was like, you not about to eat garbage. Because I know these women nowadays, they don't cook. They always want a nigga to take them out. Mm-hmm. And I always, I had an uncle that used to be like, yo, you need to be careful with these women that always want to go out. Like, yo, what if one day you, you broke? You can't go out. So what, she going to leave you because you can't go out and get something to eat? Now you can't feed her. Now you can't feed her. And then, and then also I enjoy, you know, I enjoy cooking for other people. Like I enjoy, you know seen you know especially the fact that you know at the time early on i was only dealing with americans and like yeah. it was a different it was a different for them yeah like eating certain dishes it was like wow i didn't know this shit existed especially coming to fam you know you meet a different people from different cultures exactly and different exactly. background and then they was like so amazed and i enjoyed that part see okay for me it was i hit the wall mm-hmm. because i didn't like, you know how yours made you prep and made you do this and that. And I'm pretty sure, like, you felt like you had cooking experience. Yeah. I did that with my mom, but I didn't feel like I had cooking experience. So, in my mind, I didn't know how to cook. Okay. So, I'm telling this girl. This girl's like, oh, I love dudes that can cook, da 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 Now, mind you, I'm at fam. You had to say that. Bad shit. So, I was like, fuck it. I could cook. My stupid ass, right? I'm, I'm not thinking she's going to pull my card. These mm-hmm. girls... That's a that's the thing about girls that we bumped into back in Tally. Like, uh-huh. they will pull your card. They will actually react to it. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is only just, you know, texting back and forth, foreplay shit. Oh, yeah, I could cook. Yeah, oh, you know, come through the crib. I'll cook for you one day. Da, you da, think da, she da. was all talk. She pulled your card. I thought it was card. bullshit. I show up at the house after practice one day, and I see groceries on uh, the table in the middle of the living room in UG. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? My roommates come out smiling because mm-hmm. they know I can't cook. <laughs> so my roommates come out smiling and then uh-huh. this chick come out my room Bitch. she was using the restroom she come out my room she's like hey your roommates let me in they told me uh you was gonna be back soon i'm like what the fuck is this first she of was all like, i brought groceries hold on before you what your roommates is letting just letting women in your crib they knew the story that I lied to. They already knew that I lied to her about the cooking. Oh, thing. so it was kind of like a prank. They, it was a prank. Kind of like, oh, yeah. Being we, assholes. We're going to let her in just so I, they can see. Okay. Because I'm like, yo, that's a red flag. Like, I ain't, if I got a roommate and a chick knocking on the door and I ain't there, you got no business <laughs> letting her in. But go ahead. My bad. Nah, them boys was cool with her and they knew that I was about to fall on my face. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So they was being assholes. So I get in there and I'm freaking out, right? Literally, I'm looking at, I'm looking down. I'm like, okay, what the fuck did this girl bring? I just literally see fucking raw chicken. Uh, uh, she brought the the damn rice and everything and all that. I'm like, 
fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. So I go in the kitchen. I'm like, all right, you know, you go and watch TV. Now, mind you, the living room pretty long. You've seen uh, yeah. University Guards. The living yeah. room's nice little distance. Bring the stuff in the kitchen. I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, just go off memory. And I actually made it and made it good. You were just, bro, you just was scared at first. Exactly. Because you, 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 you was always in the kitchen with your mom. Exactly. You're but I was, the, the I was the dude like, you know, your mom gets you out there. She make you do the prep. She make you cut the meat, this and that and yeah. all that. But you don't think of it as I'm cooking. You think about it as, man, let me do this and go back to my room. Yeah, but the other thing with me is that, you know, yeah, she, my aunt made me do all this in the kitchen. Like, I had it bad because whenever she's upset with my uncle, or they go through some shit. There's yeah. no food in the house. <laughs> Basically, nigga, make it work. Starve. Like, it's either you make it work or you starve. So I had to learn the hard way. Like, there's been times where she won't cook for a month. You in high school now. If it ain't school lunch, when you get home, ain't shit getting cooked in the house. So, you know, I had to make it work where I was like, fuck. All right. I remember I did this and that. So I'm going to do this. So that's how I hated it at first. But I appreciate it. I appreciate her. Yeah. I appreciate it on, like, you know, certain shit I learned early on that kind of helped me through life. And it was just, I always used to laugh when I had family members just tell me, like, yo, you know, these young women out here, you know, they don't know how to cook. No, no, no. Sh- well, actually, this is shade to some women that don't know how to cook. And, and then they be having, like, all these pictures on the gram with all this eating out. My whole yeah. thing is, like, yo. My, my, my thing of a date was when I was in college, especially when I was an undergrad, is that I always just be like, yo, I'll cook for you. Come to the crib. I'll cook. That's my definition of a date. Yeah. Because one, I was broke. We ain't finna go to no fucking, I'm a freshman in college. We're not finna go to no fucking, we're not even going to Longhorn. We're not going to fucking Red Lobster. We're not doing none of that shit. And Longhorn and Red Lobster to me was too much <laughs> as a freshman in college. That's, hey, that's why most of you niggas out there, if you're a parent, if you're older, like I don't know uh, what age range uh, your podcast listeners are, but if you're older and you got a child that's in college, especially a daughter that's in college, and she don't know how to cook, I'm sorry to inform you, but she might be getting fucked by a dropout who uh, work 40 plus hours a week just because he's the only nigga that can afford to feed her ass. Yikes. Well. Just, just be warned. <laughs> just be warned. Well, because the know. niggas that's in school might might not have enough money to uh, uh, support her habit. Yeah, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. Even now today, like if you know, I'm not finna take you out all the time. Like I rather cook in the house anyways, because I rather home cook shit anyways. Yeah, it like, tastes better. It, it tastes better, better, and then right? you, it's the I like the process more than anything. exactly. So. And you can't eat that. healthy. You can't eat healthy and eat out, or else you really gonna fuck your pockets up. Yeah, and people that You're already really gonna fuck your pockets. People up. that already know me know what type of shit I'm on. Like all seven, all 2017, going we're going into 2018 now. I've been on my healthy shit. You know, I've been on my drink your fucking water. Like stop eating certain shit. So I'm not gonna go out and you know I gotta practice what I say because niggas be catching me on it. Like when I be tweeting some bullshit, niggas be catching me in real life, dog. Yeah. I had motherfuckers pull up on me in real life about some always drinking water and shit. <laughs> real, I was like, oh, shit. Y'all niggas really tried to pull up on me, trying to catch me slipping, but it don't work like nah, that. Nah, it's, it's one thing, though. One thing about the uh, the girls in our generation, do you think, like, what do you think is the reason why they don't cook? Because I, I think it's some deep-seated shit. What do you mean, like, why they don't cook? Let me, like, let me not say all. Not you know, all. It's hell no. It's definitely there's a lot. not all. There's a lot of girls in, in our generation that cook, but it's an overwhelmingly larger amount now that than, it was, than it was in the past. Cook. It has. You know what I think it is, or what I think plays a big role? 
independence. Yeah, my like when my I own say, sister, I could talk about from my life experience. Mm-hmm. My own sister, she knows how to cook now, but she had no interest in it. And I feel like the she had no interest in it growing up. Like my mom had to, it had to be something that eventually she made the decision to be like, okay, mom, now I'm interested. Like later on, right before she graduated high school. Whereas but, beforehand, I feel like the earlier generations, when you were like as as a woman, like my mom said, you know, eight nine years old, they're already buying you little tiny pots and little tiny pans. Too. Yeah, but at the same time, like interested or not, like my household, nigga, you gonna learn. Yeah. I don't care if you're interested about cleaning or not. You cleaning this house, that type of shit. But I think when I say I think it's about independence, I mean as in um, my theory. I have a, a weirdest theory about women that you know, independent women, which is nothing wrong with them. But there's a certain level of independent women. They feel like they don't need a man for anything. Mm-hmm. As in, a lot of women that's that might be listening to this episode thinking like, yo. I'm not, they might think we're sounding like this is it's two men in this episode. Like we're talking about, oh, the woman has to cook for the husband. It's not on that tip. Yeah, no one's saying that. And I, there's a lot of women that are out here thinking that they have to learn how to cook because of a man, for a man. And it doesn't have to, it, it ain't got nothing to do with that. My thing is learn to feed your fucking self. That's what it's more about. It's not about like, when I was talking about the whole non-cooking thing, I don't give a fuck if a girl cook for me. Mm-hmm. It just disturbs me that you can't feed yourself. That's that that disturbs me because yeah. if I expect whatever I put out to be reciprocated, mm-hmm. like if I'm coming into it with this, 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 and this, I feel like it's only right for me to expect the same. And another thing is like, I feel like there's a certain amount of love that comes through cooking. Yep. Because in the future, like it don't even have to be with like love with your significant other. When you got kids, like. There's a difference, but there's a big difference between those kids who enjoy mom's cooking or grandma's cooking or whatever, and them kids whose parents can't cook. There's a different level of love in that household. You you can't tell me no difference. I'm sorry. Yeah. To me, that's like innate. That's that's like basic instincts. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, some people it is it is what it is. But at the end of the day, man, shout out to the um. Majority of the island women out here that actually do know how to cook. Yeah. And, you know, shame on you that don't. And this has nothing to do with women. Men, too. I feel like a lot more men are cooking more now. I mean, that's just from what I see. I could be wrong. But moving on. Back to Thanksgiving. We're done with that. Right. Black Friday. Or... I'm just learning this weekend there's a this could be a new thing. You know, thank God social media has really been beneficial. Social media could be very beneficial and it could be very deadly depending on how you use it. Yeah. I hate when people say social media is the devil. Nigga, it's who you follow and the shit that you see on your posts. That's the devil. That ain't got nothing to do with social media. That depends on, you know, you liking certain shit or you retweeting certain shit or the people you follow. Like I unfollow motherfuckers that post certain or repost certain dumb shit. That's real. And that's because, yo, that's not what I'm on here for. Like, I'm not doing that type of shit. But I just learned the other day that there's a, a Saturday, the day after um, Black Friday, was like small business, support small business day. Oh, I never I never knew that. I'm just learning that shit myself. I didn't know that was a thing. But I do appreciate social media for bringing that type of shit to my attention. But... 
Are you on that? Are you with that whole Black Friday shit? Like what? I'm not. I'm not. Sure. Are you one of those people that's like first I, in line? I'm not going to Walmart and throwing hands. If you, ask, <laughs> if, if that's what you ask, I'm not going to Walmart and like that extreme. doing celebrity death match and shit. You're not no, doing none of that nah, shit. Hell no. But what I do like, some of those deals are real. Um, especially since I now working in the tech industry, I realize that a lot of those deals are not actually deals. Like those are prices that they had earlier on in the year. But what happens is um, they inflate prices. Like around. So Black August Friday, September. Black Friday sale is a lot of them are not really sales. Exactly. And please explain it to the people. Around August and September, a lot of prices start seeing swelling and in inflation because um, two things: a, the holiday season is coming up in general, so a lot of people are going to be purchasing things uh, at a lot more rapid of a rate. B, um, it's actually more than two things. B, school is starting for a lot of people, whether it's college, high school, whatever. So a lot of those things, they can get away with inflating the prices because around this time of year, motherfuckers is buying it anyway. Mm -hmm. So people are coming in. You got to think people are going to need these laptops. They're going to need new TVs. They're going to need all these things because there are people that are going to school. There are people that are moving. Some of these things count as school supplies now. Yeah. You know, all those things. And see what months of the year have honestly recorded the most birthdays. October, um, November, like this fall area of the year, more people are born in this time of year than the other than the other times of the year. Oh, I didn't, and I didn't and you got to think all of that leading up to the holidays. That's hell yeah, inflate the prices. Everybody's buying. Everybody's buying something. Yeah. Then Black Friday rolls around. You can dip the prices down back to where you had them originally. But then, but oh. people are buying them at such a large quantity and a large rate. Oh, it costs two hundred dollars less than it did three months ago. Little did you know, five, six months ago, it cost $400 less than what we have it listed not, now. Oh, okay. Well, I was just never a fan of the Black Friday shit because, you one, I'm not throwing hands with niggas in the store. <laughs> I'm not even pulling up. First of all, I don't even, I'm not staying in, I don't see myself, like, I even feel uncomfortable talking about standing in line waiting for a product. I don't care what type of deal it is. I could I could need a TV. I could yeah. need some headphones. I could need a phone. I could need a tablet. A lot of these TV deals is trash, by the way. Like, the reason why they trash, the biggest reason why they trash is because a lot of the ones that are on super sale, if you don't pay attention, a lot of people don't know how to read like the listing on a TV. Yeah. Like, you know how they'll say, oh, Samsung, 4K, LED, this and that, all these different letters and shit. People don't know what a lot of these things stand for, a lot of the acronyms. LED. So and all what that they'll shit. do is they'll sell you some old ass shit that looks like it's the recent model, uh -huh. and they'll and, and pretty much shit that they can't get rid of though, throughout the year. Most people when they come and buy shit, they're buying the most recent, they're buying the most up to date that they can afford. Mm -hmm. What they'll do is they take all the back stock and cut the price way down so they could get that shit the fuck out of there. Yeah, so basically, y'all niggas, that's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that sale is um, do your research. Yeah, because a lot of people don't do their research. They just go off commercial what they see. Exactly. And then they hook. But I don't I don't see myself going to, I don't care what I need. I'm not standing in line for that shit. It's 2017. I'm shopping. It, I don't I'm, think it is what it used to be, though. I'm an online shopping ass nigga. Anyways, like, that's the only shit I do. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it is what it used to be. I think a lot of these, a lot nah, of these niggas things still are available hands. online. Niggas now. still throwing hands. There's a couple of them videos on, on <laughs> Worldstar <laughs> and uh, Ball Alert. I see niggas throwing there, hands. No, there are some first-come, first-served sales, but I feel like there's more. there are more online sales now. There are a lot more than there were available years ago. Years ago? Okay, that's dope, man. Because all that shit, all that, um, 
all that fucking, you know, going through the store shit. I never understood that shit because I'm like, yo. And then I'm a nigga. I shop right after Christmas because I used to yeah. work. I used to work at JC Penney when when I was an undergrad. And uh, one thing I realized is that everything dipped right after Christmas. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yo, you know, and I'm not a gift person. Like, you know, I give gifts because um, I don't do it for me. If I if you see me giving people somebody a gift for Christmas or whatever it is, I don't do it for me. I'm strictly doing it for them. But I, you know, I'm a nigga. You know, I don't like to throw my beliefs around at people too hard. You know, too strong. Sometimes you gotta like you gotta spoon feed them a little bit, a little That's bit, real. and until one day they were like, okay, this nigga's not on that. Let me just let him go. But I'm a, I'm a type of nigga. I shop right after Christmas because every price dip for everything. Do you, do you think you're good at giving gifts? No, hell no. I know I'm not. No, I think I'm especially fire. I'm fire, bro. Especially for when it comes to women. Women are so fucking difficult. See, I I actually think the opposite. Um, I think no, I I do believe women are difficult when it comes to buying gifts, but I think that. In general, I have a knack of being able to buy people gifts because I actually listen. Like I can think, I can think and remember a lot of things of like when we speak about certain things. And let's say we're walking down the street and so, like a girl will point out to me, "Oh wow, look at that!" Or like she's scrolling through the gram, she'll send something to me, yeah. whatever. Like I can remember and put those things together. And even though some of like. even though some of them they'll say that shit on purpose. True. Throw hints, but you know I'm the worst nigga to catch hints. Like if you tell me if you don't tell me blank blank period like yo I want this computer for Christmas. Like if you tell me anything besides that I'm not gonna get it. Do you think that you're easy to shop for? Like if your girl oh I'm basic yeah I'm basic I'm a basic nigga bro I don't need much. You know what's scary I think because I feel the same way for the most part I'm not one of those people like I don't look for expensive ass gifts I don't care about none of that shit like Mm. whatever I get I'm cool with it and I'm happy as fuck that I got something. Uh But I feel like that shit drives women fucking crazy. Because, listen, women listening, I know y'all going to say it's two niggas in here thinking they know about women. (laughs) Yes, motherfucker, I'm saying I know a lot about y'all. I might not know everything, but I know a lot. Them motherfuckers, yo, they, 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 um, this is my biggest beef with women nowadays. Let me not say beef, it's beef. Not with women, (laughs) but like with the women characteristics. The whole undecisive thing, it fucking drains me, man. The whole like, yo, what do you want to eat? I don't know. <laughs> I want this. Oh, wait, I want that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, they'll freak out over picking the fucking place to eat. Simple as picking a place to and eat. You know what's crazy? They use that. They transfer that, right, to you. Because then, what happens is when it's time for them to buy a gift for you, now they're thinking how they would feel instead of when women shop for you just so like the the thing that goes wrong is that in their mind they they put themselves at in your position like how would i feel if somebody was shopping for me instead of thinking about what you would like yeah because women you can't put yourself in my position and vice versa i'm not putting myself in a woman position yeah because that shit's too draining i'm not doing it and as a dude we're too simple for them to understand like they don't understand they they can't even fathom how we love such simple shit yeah i mean most men yeah most yeah. They, they they can't fathom that but yeah that's my that's my biggest beef is the whole like you know and then they be running the whole scenario through your head y'all want me listening comment below i know some of y'all are like this and it's okay the first stage of it is just admitting you know what i am indecisive i do Sometimes takes forever just to pick out what I want to eat. Some of these motherfuckers will go hungry, bruh. 
because they don't know what they really want to eat. <laughs> I know a few particular people right now, but I'm not going to say no names on here. Because when they listen, they'll know I'm talking to you, motherfucker. And that should get on my nerves. But that that was my little spill. Shout out to the dude mowing the lawn outside, if y'all can hear that. Oh, yeah. Somebody mowing the fucking grass. And if y'all can hear it in the background. That nigga going in. He going <laughs> he going in and we can't do nothing about the noise. So we shout just gonna to have nigga. to shout out to my nigga Pedro out there. We're just gonna have to thug it out. Yo, you can't you know you can't do that. That's like mad racist. <laughs> oh my bad, bro. That's like mad race. It's cool. It that nigga could very well be a Pedro, but you that, know you know right, how it is. Right. You we know. we're doing better. It's twenty eight it's about to be twenty eighteen. Let's 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 do, do better. better. Let's do let's better. say for the same time it could be a Dylan up there. A it white could. Dylan guy. It could. So let's uh I don't think I would hire a white long guy. I don't think I would trust him. I'm not trusting him. Hell no, I'm not trusting him. Hell like, no. I feel like I don't. I think certain things aren't even racist. I think it's respect. Like I respect the work ethic of a Haitian. I respect the work ethic of a Mexican. I respect the work ethic of a... I just can't picture blondes in the sun. Yo, you make a good point. A lot of white people, their work ethic is low. And it... A lot of Americans in general. In general, but whites in particular, for you guys listening, I know I have some white listeners. Yes, I'm talking to you. You know who you are. But it's not the fact that their work ethic is low. It's just that, you know how we always talk about, you know, white privilege? Sometimes they don't know how much of a privilege they have because they don't have to work twice as hard. That's real. So in their mind, they're like, yo, I'm doing good. Like, this is, you know, I'm, this is my work ethic. But they've never been pushed. Ah. Or they never had to push themselves to the point where, like, oh, you know, that's that's the reason why their work ethic. Some of them is just low. Sorry, guys, but I had to tell it how it is. Yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of that be respect. I know a lot of people look at it as racism, but hey. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it, it, what's the word I want to use? Um, when somebody, it's a it's a way of profiling. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Profiling is good. Well, here, I, like you walk in a basketball court, you're not picking a whole bunch of white boys to be on your team. Yeah, when a, you got a whole bunch of niggas on the left that ain't picked yet. I remember when they got mad at Levar Ball when uh, he said the reason why UCLA wasn't winning is because there was too many white boys on the team. Oh, Levar Ball, big baller brand. Shout out to big baller brand. Yo, <laughs> I can't wait till one of them shirts gonna sell because I'm not buying it full price. So that nigga, that nigga shit too expensive. But the minute. When spring comes around, when oh, shit yeah. go on sale, I'm purchasing me a LeVar, LeVar Ball shirt or Big Baller brand shirt, I should say. Man, Shout out to Big Baller brand. That shit was crazy. People lost their minds when he was like, uh, UCLA got too many white kids on the team. That's a fact. But here, here's what I said, right? Mm-hmm. Name one starting lineup in the entire NBA with five white guys. None. They bar- some, most of the NBA barely has one. Barely has one. Like, it's a couple white dudes... Okay, for the and ladies. They don't even be counting. For the ladies. German, it'd be a German exchange, dude. For the ladies listening, you know, we're going into sports a little bit. Just a little bit. Bear with me. Yeah, like, they only got a couple, like, you know, Porzingis out there in the world. Fuck, uh, uh, fucking Dirk Nowitzki, but, you know, but Dirk Nowitzki almost washed. So. <laughs> yeah, it's about that. Time. That's almost out of the way. But they, yeah, they barely have, some of them barely even have one white dude on a team. They barely hanging in there. Shit crazy, bro. I don't know. But, I just had to. I just had to say that, like that. Yeah, it's it's a fact. And you know, like you know, yes, white black folks are more. When it comes to basketball, black people are more athletic than whites. That's just a matter of fact. Certain things, black people are better than white people on genetically. Most, 
you know, you always got those one. Yeah. That want you always got the Pazingas out there. You always got the Dirk. But then again, that's why they're so special. It's like being a unicorn, bro. Being that single one that just so ha- like Porzingis don't make sense. That's why so- it's just like in football, like you know how like you never have a okay. I, he's not playing as well that I thought he would now. But for example, I don't watch the NFL no more. But when I did, the little clip I seen on like I would check the score or I would check. You know, I'm I'm not watching NFL, but it's it's taking me a while to detach from it completely. Gotcha. But what's the dude? Um, I don't know if you know the dude from the Carolinas. Um. The running back for the Carolinas, his name, he's a white, I forgot his name right now, but he's a white running back. They hyped them up so much, and I'm like, yo, why are they hyping them up so much? And it's like, or better yet, did not hyping them, hyping them up enough, but he was like a top running back coming out of the draft. Gotcha. The reason so, is because. So his ranking was really high, but he wasn't getting like the public hype. Public hype, and gotcha. that's really because he's white, and I get it. You don't catch how many white running backs you ever even heard of in the NFL. Yeah. None. Yeah, Literally, just- he's the first. He's the first that I've seen, like, you know, he looks. That's popping. That's popping. Or he's moving like a black guy. Yeah. So to speak. But that's the spill on that. I ain't going to go too much on sports because right now I don't, you know, NBA ain't get spicy enough yet for me. I'm still watching. I'm still learning. I don't learning. know, man. That OKC and uh, uh, Golden State game was nice. No, know. that game was nice last week, but I'm talking, speaking of, like, you know, it hit. I'm going to wait till Christmas time. Then to start, like, I'm oh, going yeah. to be... Christmas is when the shit hits the fan. Christmas, I'm going to be full-on NBA. Like, right now, I'm dibbling dabbing between NBA and NCAA. But, you know, Christmas, I'm full-on. Because I'm still waiting on OKC to step it up and the Heat to step it up. Because it's my two teams right now. True that, true that. But that's that. But before we wrap it up, I want to say, you know, you guys, I'm also part of a... I'm also a regular... Now, on a Seven Days, my dog Reggie podcast, you know, tell them a little bit more about your podcast and what you do, though. Uh, the Seven Days podcast, honestly, is, uh, if I had to describe it, it's pretty much your friends sitting on the couch, man. That's what we do. We just talk shit about what happened throughout the week. Yeah. You know, there's seven days in a week, and we just try to survive to the end. And uh, at the end of the week, we just recap and go through it. Um, honestly, the best thing that we got going on now, especially coming towards January, we're trying to get these uh, episodes. We're trying to do video episodes and put them up on YouTube uh, to go along with the audio episodes. I know it's going to put a, a lot heavier of a strain on me, and uh, y'all going to have to bear with me because I am I know my content going to get wilder the more angry I get. But y'all going to enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, be sure to let them know where they can find your, um, your podcast and things oh, like that. Oh, definitely. On SoundCloud, um, on iTunes, Google Play, uh, the number 7 D-A-E-S podcast. That's the number seven D A E S podcast. And, uh, you can follow me on my social media, Reggie Days. Uh, it's at Reggie Days on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much anything. R E G G I E D A E S. Yeah. And I'm going to definitely have that, um, podcast info, you know, social media and stuff like that on the description as well. And, um, yeah. Did you anything else you wanted to touch on? With honestly, this holiday bullshit? Honestly, with the holidays, um, I'm just glad when it when it comes to Thanksgiving, I don't have that type of family that uh, everybody seemed like was posting on on uh, social media. For what? some reason, I guess Thanksgiving is the time of year where everybody get together and like all the beefs show and shit like that. You know, the family members that hate each other, oh, the, the feuds and stuff. And all that but uh, my family, for the most part, like uh, when it comes to external, we we don't really deal with the external members of the family. It's just me, my mom, my brother, and my sister, and that's all. We we all we got. 
So that uncle, that one uncle, that one aunt, none of that shit. I I never really deal with that. Like uh, all of when it comes to extended family, like on my mom's side, we don't really rock with them like that. And then on my father's side, um, I never really was around my father's side of the family much because you know they didn't. I didn't grow up with them together. Uh huh. So I didn't really get a chance to really experience a lot of them like that. Like I see my cousins every once in a while, but that's about as deep as it got. No, I mean, I, 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 you know, I appreciate, I, I like seeing people that post pictures about their family meeting up. And uh, you shouldn't have to wait till the holiday to meet up with your family, but that's another story. I do appreciate I kind of envy it a little bit because, first of all, my family not on that shit. Like, we don't have family reunions. We don't link up every holiday. First of all, it's always beef. It's beef right now with my family. It don't seem like Haitians really do that in general. Like, yeah. Haitians as a culture, we need to do better with actually, like, Concepts like love and shit. Like, yeah, like saying <laughs> basic, I love, saying I love concepts, you to bro. your kids is very powerful because I never had that. So when I growing up later, when I was in college and stuff, I'm hearing parents say that to their college kids. I'm like, whoa! I thought I only see this type of shit on TV. But yeah, my family not on that whole. Um, we're not on that whole family reunion shit. We never have those. Last time we had a family reunion it was when my grandma died. I feel like I, <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. When, yeah, actually, when my grandma died was the only time I ever seen my whole family together. Damn, there you go. Now that I think about it, it's been, uh, it's been over a year now, and that's about the only time. I feel like tying, I guess tying this up to the thing we were talking about in the beginning, uh-huh. with, you know, the con- the concepts of, like, saying I love you or just being, being that level of uh, intimate with your family. Yeah. Like showing them how you care and stuff like that. I feel like that ties into what we were talking about earlier with uh, mothers teaching their daughters how to cook or like uh, fathers teaching their sons certain stuff in, in those households and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of Haitian parents, and this could be attributed to black parents too, uh, to a certain extent. I feel like a lot of parents, they teach their kids how to survive, but they never teach them how to live. Yeah, I like think they, they they show you how to survive. They give you the tools to survive and to deal with like, you know, dealing with the outside, you know, being able to live another day. But they don't show you exactly how to love. Yeah, I think I think that that is more prevalent on the island community, not just Haitians, but island community. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, the simple literally the simple of saying I love you. I could count. Actually. I can count on one hand how many times my parents have said that to me, even though they're not together, whatever, whatever, like said that to me personally. That's, I could count in one. And I'm 26. And that's crazy. That Like, that's real. <laughs> when you think about it, that's crazy. That's why, that's why I said when I would see that, when I would see some parents say that to their kids, I'm like, yo, I didn't know this shit really happened in real life. Yeah, man. I had an ex-girlfriend who told me her her mother never said I love you to her until she was moving out of the house. And it was they dropped her off in college or whatever, and then her mom got in the car and then got back out the car and and that was her first time hugging her uh-huh. and first time saying I love you to her. It's crazy, man. These hey, listen, for, I know most of my listeners are from the islands or whatever. You know, don't be like that. Don't be like our parents. I would say, for real, don't be like our parents where we don't show the love and care. Especially, you know, I appreciate the holiday season for one thing because at least. That's a time of love. That's a time you show love to your family and friends close. You know, I appreciate it for that. But, you know, yes, island folks, 
I can speak on, I'm saying island folks because that's real. That's my world. For you guys listening, your world could be different. But like, they teach us tools. Like, you know, you teach me how to cook, how to clean, how to look out for certain friends. You know, you always got your mom always telling you, watch out for that fucking snake as a snake of a friend. Yeah. yeah. They teach you, you know, common sense. They teach you certain things. But one of the basic things that should be natural is not. I'm hoping our generation stop that trend of exactly. that. Exactly. And the reason That's why the goal. reason why I link that um just to I guess end this off, the reason why I I also link that with African Americans to a different extent, like it's more of a different thing when it comes to them. Uh-huh. I feel like they deal with the same thing, but it's more because of, you know, with dealing with racism, dealing with those speeches where you got to tell your kids you got to be twice as good as the white person in the class with you. Dealing with all of those things like they teach you how to maneuver how to like oh yeah I mean, try to stay out of jail try to stay out of this listen when a cop pulls you over you know be careful with this 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 and this i they, feel like where they our parents island parents teach us that too to a certain extent yeah, the yeah. Reason that's why, what i'm saying it, the it reason why next to me it all interconnects the reason why we don't get the same like you know how to maneuver around you know when you get stopped by the police is that we're kind of like first generation our yeah. parents are fresh out of haiti yeah so so we lev- have to learn that ourselves the level of racism that people that are born here and their parents are born here are going through even though we're not to saying in haiti we didn't have racism it's just a different type of racism yeah it's a whole different issue so yeah i get what you're saying it is it is um it's fucked up yeah and when you break it down that's to me what we're touching on right now is such a big thing because to me, this all leads to why everything's all fucked up. Like why, why a lot of relationships don't work. Why a lot of people, we can't communicate. We definitely, that's a fact. Yeah, it does. It does show, you know, how some parents are hard with the kids, but that's a whole nother podcast for another day. Right. I believe it here, but if you will get anything from this podcast episode, it is that, you know, this holiday season, love each other, man. And, um, cause I don't, you know, I'm only saying this because my family lacks that. So if you're loving each other in your family, like don't take that for granted. Cause there's people that don't even get that. That don't even get the call of, you know, when your parents are calling you like, yo, when are you coming for the holidays? My people, they don't give a fuck if I pull up or not. Well, some of them, let me not say all, they don't give a fuck if I pull up or not. So don't take that for granted. You know, this might don't take it, you know, take advantage because you might not have a next holiday with some with a family member. You That's know, right. everybody's not there forever. And make sure you know how to fucking cook. <laughs> like that shit is so essential to life. Like I don't understand how cooking is not like, you know, as drinking, like, you know, shit that you need in life. You need that to survive. But we're in here. Once again, uh, check out my boy Reggie. The podcast is Seven Days, and it is the number seven, D-A-E-S podcast. That's the number seven, D-A-E-S podcast. And uh, also feel free to follow me on my social media. It's uh, Reggie Days on Twitter and Instagram. That's R-E-G-G-I-E-D-A-E-S. That's about it for me, man. Definitely. And don't forget, you know, if you're listening to this on iTunes, don't forget to leave us a review. Um, on iTunes, I'm also on SoundCloud. Share, listen, subscribe. And um, till next time, I appreciate you guys. Let's go.